G'day everyone and welcome to episode number four of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of doublejump.co. I'm your host, Abia, and I'm joined by my... Wait a minute, you're not Christian. No. Who are you? No, I am not Christian. I am someone entirely <laughs> different. It is, the, it is your humble community lead, Lucas. Or Lux. Hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> thanks, thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping on. Uh, Christian, everyone, he's uh, not feeling too well, so we've given him the night off to recuperate. Um, no, it's not Corona. Don't worry about that. <laughs> he's 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 good. Yeah, well, he'll be back. But um, we missed, yeah, we've got um, we missed you, Christian. We borrowed Lucas from the from uh, policing the masses on our Discord and and Facebook groups to come help out with the podcast so welcome chris uh welcome uh, lucas see I've already, oh, you've already you've yeah, already done goofed it you've already gone and done goofed it <laughs> yeah All no, right. um for yeah you might have you might have seen lucas um on a couple of streams every week uh, lucas hosts uh, like a variety stream every friday i think uh, this uh, for the last couple of weeks you guys have been playing some minecraft which is awesome and um saturdays uh, you and uh, and christian have been holding it down with some jackbox parties every week so that's that's been a lot of fun hell yeah so yeah great to have you have you here tonight man. thank you i feel welcome yeah <laughs> yeah have, have you have you been have you been playing have you had the chance to play anything oh, have i been playing anything interesting interesting question um been playing uh total war warhammer 2 as of late which is uh one of my all-time favorite Sorry. games at the <laughs> moment which is amazing um yeah, I'm, I'm just getting into the whole sort of um, Warhammer Fantasy 40k um, environment in general. I've just, I, I have this knack where I need to play like an, a good RTS game that has massive, you know, army controls and all that. And I've just gone wild with it. So, yeah, how about yourself? Honestly, like, I, I, um, I know you're a, you're a complete I... Destiny nut. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> honestly, I haven't had the chance to play much. If anything, the most I've played is basically a word jumble game on my iPad. But um, I, even though I haven't been playing much, I have been watching. We just, my wife and I just finished the latest episode of The Sinner on Netflix, which is a very creepy and unsettling. Which I probably shouldn't have binged that the night before I had work. So, yeah, yep. hey, you know what? You live and you learn. Oh, but, of course. We did get the chance to watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie at our local cinema, which just opened up. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I know that you've seen it, yep. um, I think, when it first came out, but I, frankly, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was the right level of fun and goofiness. I liked the homages, like, he's living in a town called Green Hills and things yep, like that. Yep. I love that. And I think Jim Carrey was perfect oh. as... He was the perfect casting for a botany. He was just so campy and ridiculous. I, I, I just want to like just point out like I remember watching the original trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, and I remember saying oh, I will God. never see this movie because of how cancerous <laughs> it looks and of how cancerous um, they Whoa. made Sonic. But man, when I oh. saw it, I consider me gobsmacked because I was thoroughly surprised by the fact that they made him look a amazing. Doctor Robotnik looked pretty damn yep. amazing as well. Props to Jim Carrey for coming yep. back into the limelight in cinematography. I have missed that actor so much, um, and, the, and just yeah. just the fact that the story in the movie in general just worked. Like it, it, it actually flowed decently. It, it um, and it didn't have yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it have didn't any, seem too bogged down yeah it didn't it wasn't bogged down it didn't have all that bloat that some movies have these days and that's what made it I reckon really successful yeah yeah I think I think um, I think it's like kind of the right mix of nostalgia 
plus its own unique humor. It, I think it was uh, you could tell that you could tell that everyone in the cast kind of knew that it was a very ridiculous movie and they were just having fun with it. Oh yeah. That um, that's that's a that's a yeah. damn certainty. <laughs> that's the thing. And it, and, it, and I I actually and you're right. I really did like the redesign of Sonic, you know. I feel really bad for all those poor visual effects artists who had to like you know, redo him in like eight months or whatever yeah. it was. Man. I don't even remember the. Original oh, trailer. I, take it down? I, um, I, I remember vividly. Was there a lot of teeth in that? I remember quite oh, vividly how disturbing they made him look. The fact that they gave his face a human feel and they. Oh, that just. I, I don't even want to remember oh, it. Yes. it. The image is just burned into my head. Oh, I remember. Oh, my God. If you put oh, the scenes side the by teeth. side, it is like a yeah. major overhaul. Like, you could just see they made it. Him too, they made him too realistically furry. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Because... Whereas um this one was a bit more like the the, the classic Sonic design and, and it, and like it just from the nineties as, as as the famous words of Tom Howard said at for Bethesda Games it just worked. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to qu- sorry thing. to and, that. and I loved um and I love like the references to like Supersonic and things like that like it it was it was a lot of fun and and I love the they had the neat touches like at the beginning of the movie where the Paramount I think it was Paramount logo had like the rings yeah, around yep. it the Sonic rings and I love the fact that. There were some references to Mario throughout as like oh. where Mario's from as being like the worst place you want yeah, to ever go yeah. to. Yeah, of course, because of um, <laughs> Sega and Nintendo having their little, you know, their little, <laughs> their friendly competition, we'll say. Oh man, I, I, I th- it was a lot of fun. I think that's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, and then... Like, yes, it's not the most original story. It's There's nothing, you know, the... There's nothing to... It's not the best, you know, directed movie or yeah. anything like that. But you could tell they had a lot of fun. Yeah, Honestly, I, in, all, in all honesty, when it comes to video game movies, it's actually up there. It's actually up there as one of the highest. Oh, for sure. Like, in general, video game movies to are just To be fair, that's not fail. a big... <laughs> but then once in a lifetime, you just get that one movie where it just does absolutely amazingly. Exactly. They don't always do too well. But yeah, like, uh, and if you guys went to the movies, or even if you're watching it at home, you know, eventually, I think... Uh, do watch like oh. the credits and, and stuff for like that. There's a lot of fun like fun references yeah, and stuff. That yeah. was I, I really I, I, really as I said, that, I honestly uh, appreciated the fact that the movie just focused on Sonic and the rivalry. But be- I couldn't. I can't even say that right. The rivalry between Sonic and Doctor Robotnik, and they didn't have all the side characters like Knuckles and Tails appear. Like it was mainly yeah. you know protagonist antagonist done. That's all you needed. Just get the job done. <laughs> just get the job done. Simple story. It's not the end of the universe or anything like that. It's just basically this guy. <laughs> this just guy wants just wants to, to destroy him for. Doesn't want to let him do that. That's that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Crazy just, scientist guy. Just harvest him to make power plants. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, and, and there's a lot of like um gags in it, which I think was funny. I wouldn't say when it happens or anything like that, but. Uh, when when uh, the when the the shoes the iconic shoes appear, yeah like, yeah oh the character God. was complete at that point. It's like oh you've now been given the red shoes. Yeah, you now yeah. must run. Yeah yeah, got to go fast as as the motto entails. <laughs> you got to go fast. <laughs> so that was a pretty lengthy uh, that, introduction to the podcast. I hope everyone uh, enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tangent there. That's enough about what we've been uh, playing and watching. Let's move on to a roundup of oh, the so, news so from sweet. this past week. Um, probably the one that hits <laughs> home the most is um, a, a, fi- a recommendation from uh, a recent parliamentary inquiry. So the Joint Standing Committee on Trade and Investment, 
fan- fantastic. Just rolls off the tongue, definitely. Um, basically, the committee... Oh, exactly, right? So, the committee published a, um, results from a recent inquiry into how Australia can increase um, its growth in terms of exports and foreign investment. And one of the main things that um, the committee uh, recommended was that the government um, should actually introduce some sort of refundable tax offset um, to help spur video game development in Australia. Um, this is something very similar to what the film and television industry enjoys. That's why you'll see like a lot of the Marvel films and things like that actually shot in, in places like Queensland because um, they can shoot a lot. They've, there's a lot of varying terrain. Like Australia's got so much different like, you know, like greenery and scenery that you could make Austra- like parts of Australia look like another country and enjoy lower like filming costs and stuff and, and tax benefits and stuff like that. And I think that's something that um, definitely the, the video game industry could really mm-hmm. use because like we spoke, like Christian and I have talked about in a previous episode, you know, countries like Canada and UK um, offer a lot of tax benefits for countries um, to set up shop sorry for developers to set up shop in those countries so if we had that you know we would probably see a lot more jobs come back to come back to our shore because we've we've got a lot of talent here but it's very rare that we see a game that's completely made in australia that isn't independent yeah yeah the last triple a game would have been what um uh la noir would have been really la La noir i think la noir was uh team bondi in uh, sydney Oh, okay, um, right. Because yeah. I, I, I remember it as being... Which became 2K Australia. Right, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. I remember um, the it as... The pre-sequel? Um, pre-sequel. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Borderlands, the pre-sequel was uh, mainly developed by the guys up in, I think, Sydney. I, I think that studio has since closed down, which... Oh, that which um, sad, I'm pretty sure but, it was yeah. shortly after um, pre-sequel release yeah, it wasn't that, that studio long. shut down. Um, look, it, in all honesty, like when it comes to the games industry in Australia um, in general, really. It's just, mm. I deep down inside, like I I studied game development for a number of years. Um, and, you know, my hoping and my, you know, my encouragement was, you know, find a job in the game development field, um, you know, something that you can do after university. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But when university is over, it's like, you know, there's no funding to the games industry. It's one of the industries that got butchered back I don't God knows when, um, and it hasn't received any much government funding since, and that's that's mm. the really sad, unfortunate thing. We've they've had to rely on I think it's um, Film Victoria Australia. I, I've, I've probably already butchered yeah. it for funding. Film, and, Film Victoria and Screen Australia for yeah, funding. Yeah, yeah, and they, and like and it's usually never like you know accepted or you know allowed in. It's usually like only the top ones. Mm top companies that are able to do it and that's the only way they can get funding or otherwise it's a you know an indie developed sort of game so i'm yeah. i'm very surprised that this has been brought to people's attention because it's it could mean big things in the games industry for yeah. australia it could potentially mean billions of dollars because considering how uh considering the fact that game the games it, like entertainment industry is so much bigger than movies and music and and um like tv like there was so much money on the table being left um left by the australian government in 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 terms of like building jobs and a, a whole new like landscape here for australian talent i mean like th- that's one thing i wanted to ask like 
when you were studying, because you graduated recently, you graduated uh, last year. Uh, yeah, 20, same time as I did. So, so you were at uni for a few years. You know, what was kind of what were you guys told as you were going through your course uh, about the likelihood of getting a job in an Australian company and staying here? So, okay, so the interesting thing was when I started. Right. This is this yep. is not going to be like back in my day sort of story. No, no, no I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Um, We're only when about I, three or four years or something. Yeah, three to four year gap. Um, so when I started, they, I, I, I pathwayed into my course. So I did a certificate and a diploma leading into my bachelor. So I did about four and a half years of study in the game design field. Yep. Um, so the way they described it to us is that you have two choices. You've got one choice where you study and also go like work at a company. Or you've got one yeah. where you just study all the way through. Now, at times I thought to myself, should I have gone with the study and work option? Because I'd be getting, getting experience in the field. But from what I heard, it wasn't as great and it wasn't as hands-on. Like, you don't, you, you're not really taught as much, which was a kind of kind of disappointing. Um, so, mm. I went with my gut and I went with, you know, study all the way through. And, you know, hit the big projects as teams, teamwork and all that crap. Um, yeah. Um, so, we, ha- we had industry um leaders like you know big companies come in like ea fire monkeys came in um we've had a few indie developers come in which was lovely um and i I think we had a a writer or two come in as well and they they pretty much told us is that in australia you've got to either have a game that is like probably you know the probably amazing in terms of mechanics Mm -hmm. game design something new because in Australia, we've got a yeah. lot of indie developers. So, you know, smaller development teams who do not-for-profit develop, development, um, they put the games up on itch.io or anywhere else where, you know, people can see them. Um, some people have done, like, GoFundMes for it, um, which is yeah. which is nice, but I wouldn't rely on crowdfunding for games because it's very unreliable. Um, yeah. So, it's they pretty much told us in the end is that it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a journey and a half to find a sort of game um, team development, whatever, to actually get out there in Australia. Elsewhere, like in Montreal, UK, um, America in general, like, yeah, you'll have a higher success chance, but that requires you moving. And honest, personally, deep down inside, I don't want to move if it means I'm going to fulfill my dream. If I want to fulfill my dream, I want to actually be capable of doing it in the um, country I love um, yeah. with the people I love around me. Because if I have to move, then I'm for- I'm forsaking all my family and friends here. Exactly. And, and that's the sad part, is that like even like that seems to be the stronger thing. Is that yeah. If you do want to have a successful career, you've got to go somewhere else because ain't no one going to pay for your talent down here type thing, which, is, which sucks. It does suck. Considering and the like- fact that we're such a big consumer of media you know what i mean i think australia is like probably one of the Ugh. one of the highest countries of media consumption like you know netflix videos movies g- video games man australia takes it by the freaking neck the amount of media that yeah. people consume on a daily basis in australia is phenomenal and the fact that you know the government hasn't yeah. realized hey you know why aren't we capitalizing on the fact that you know we we can make games here, we can export games here, we can make money off games here? Why have we you know yeah. why have we canned this industry? Why have we completely gutted it? And I simply say to myself, yeah. why did you gutter it? Like, what was your answer to that? And you know, I've never I've they've never told us why. It's like because of tax and money reasons. It's like, well, I just have to look at him in in disappointment simple like we've had success stories like you know early on like like fruit ninja 
you know, Crossy Road, um, uh, you know, yeah, the real yeah. racing games and stuff like that. Like we've had, yeah. good, we've had a lot of good games kind of get out, and we've had, you know, was it Big Ant? Was it Red Ant? What was it like the publisher? Uh, it's Red Red Ant. Red Ant. Red Ant. Um, yep. And now we've got Big Ant. Oh, I always get confused. Um, but like we've had <laughs> companies like that. They're both ants. Like come and go. Um, I, I just yeah yeah they're both ants. Uh, the the uh, the bull ants. The bull the red bull ants. Red bull yep, big pretty ants. Much. Yep, red bull big ants. It's like fire monkeys but different. Um, yeah. <laughs> is the is the natural predator. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah pretty like, much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um but yeah like it's it's such a shame because i i know i know there's a lot of talent here and you you can you can see it you can hear it you go on twitter and stuff for that there's there's a, like i go on linkedin or every day and i see so many jobs being posted for uh, people who are developers and things like that but it's basically like ea maybe like one ubisoft studio you know like you know what i mean it's yeah yeah it's basically these uh, big players and then everyone else is kind of small like they've already got yeah. their teams, and then they either get absorbed into the bigger studios, or they just get left yeah. out into the dark. Exactly, uh, and and uh, it's like, it's 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 sad, but the thing is, like, without that government help, that boost, like, we're not gonna get. It's not gonna progress any further. It's gonna, like, it's exactly. it's just gonna wallow it's gonna in its own. Yeah, like it's it's gonna wallow in its own like crowdfunding bonanza that it's currently still doing at the moment because like right now like i can't say from experience because i'm not that deep into the games industry as of yet because you know it's very difficult to find a job in that field but what i can say from what i've seen in red is that the games industry in australia is practically on a on a permanent lifeline it's like it's either you go indie with no money whatsoever or you somehow get funding and hope for the best like that's pretty much the only two ways and and um, a couple of years ago, uh, we, I did an interview with uh, the folks at Prideful Sloth. Um, oh yeah, which is one of the developers in Australia, and they were basically I think there were three or four of them there, but pretty much all of them came from big studios overseas. Yep. Or big publishers, and then they kind of came back and wanted to start something fresh. So it's like uh, e- even the independent studios, a lot of them are. I bet a lot of them are disenfranchised people from other studios, but not everyone has the opportunity to get overseas, have a yeah. successful career, and then take a chance on something independent. You know, yeah. I think it's, out it's of necessity, difficult. some people, yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure that a lot of people have to make small games because that's all they can afford to make. You know, that's yeah, just exactly. what's available to them. Like it, you're like, look, as they say, it's a risk reward situation, but I feel there's more risk than reward because. You got to buy a plane, like a one-way plane ticket to go, God knows where. And then you got to you got to invest your future in something that will most likely either fail or succeed, or rarely mm. like super succeed, like AAA companies have and whatnot. But I don't want to get myself embroiled into that situation because it's like I don't want to have to have that sense of I've just wasted my life on this whole career. I want to actually yeah. build myself up as we go. And then see what happens in the near future. Like if it means I have to do contract um, freelance work for a while, so be it. If the games industry doesn't change, but I wouldn't want to be the one to make that hard decision of going overseas to work. I wouldn't want to do that. And it is a big risk as well going overseas, and especially because you're competing with people from those countries themselves, exactly. And maybe neighbouring countries. Like if you go to France, if you go to the UK to work, you're also competing with people from there and neighbouring countries that are just as hungry for work oh, as you are. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's like uh, as, yeah. as 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 me as me pop said, 
Um, it's like fishing. You throw the you throw some bait out, and you hope for the best. <laughs> you might get it. You might get a stick fish, which is just a twig. A stick <laughs> fish. I, I, I had to say that, but I had to say it in that sense because that's literally what it is: is that you're fishing and you're hoping to catch something. Um, but yeah. unfortunately, in this situation, you're hoping the catch is like a tuna or a red salmon, which is you know yeah. you got to you got to go to a specific really. location for a specific fish. That's the thing, like. Uh... It's 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 like it's it's like the government doesn't want to like the government doesn't see the value in 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 the industry here and and you know like uh, like the IGEA which kind of represents the the local video game industry yeah and like kind of three D artists and things like that um has urged the government to follow the recommendation that the parliamentary committee has put forth and the IGEA has done a lot of calls for tax offsets and, and, and support of local um, development as well. So uh, I think, um, unfortunately, you know, with coronavirus and stuff, I think the focus is elsewhere, you know, justifiably yeah. so, I guess, yeah. in, in some way. But the thing is, like, the money you put into your, your own people will come back to you, you know. it's it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the government needs to just believe that that's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I think, just... I just honestly feel like at some point mm. in the parliamentary history, someone just walked into the prime minister's office and just went, let's just cancel this whole industry. What what good does it do us anyway? And the prime minister just yeah. went, yes. Like he just didn't <laughs> say anything, he just went, yes. Um, yeah. But like on, on that topic though, in terms of like working conditions in the coronavirus and stuff, um, there's a... MMO, there's a multi, uh, massive multiplayer online game that I've been following called Ashes of Creation. Um, okay. And... The studio behind it, uh, Intrepid Studios. Um, from what I've been hearing and reading and also watching, apparently they they haven't their progress on the MMO has been like phenomenally great because of the fact that they've been all working from home, that they haven't gone into the office and whatnot. Their progress has been great. And then some will say, how is that possible? Because you know, working from home has its flaws. Well, I mean, with our technology today you can practically mm-hmm. work from home with no issue. So I'm yeah. like that's a good example of how you know you can work from home as a team and still get work done. But I mean with yeah. certain people situation you need to be motivated and you know have the push to get certain things. And also uh, certain we need done. to have the the internet infrastructure to make it happen and unfortunately like our like the NBN <laughs> in its current form is is so splintered that you never like it's you're very it's not, lucky it's if you get not fiber. What the gov- what the government first proposed, unfortunately. Yeah, and then change of government complicated that, and the the worst part is that. Okay, here's here's a here's a little explainer for our listeners. All right, the the original plan for the NBN, which was proposed by the Labor government about a decade ago, if not more, uh, was for every ninety five percent of homes in Australia, like so, not people like in really rural areas and stuff, but everyone else in kind of metro areas to get fiber to be delivered all the way to their house and people in regional areas would probably get um, serviced via satellite but still be guaranteed very high speed internet you know like theoretically a a house could get up to a gigabit if they were close enough you know theoretically like every single house now the thing is yes it was expensive it would cost billions of dollars but it was a, a, a massive undertaking the Liberal government countered by saying that it was going to take too long and be and cost too much. Why don't we just do a hybrid approach where we do fiber either to the node, so which is like kind of the junction point in your area, 
or to the curb, which is basically right in front of your house, right? Yeah. Or, and then the rest of it's um, copper cabling. Yeah, basically, you get fiber all the way to the junction or to your the, your your front, like the, right in front of your house. But that last 10, 20 meters, or even like you know a few hundred meters or a couple of kilometers, depending on how far you are from the node, it will be using the existing copper network. Now, it was originally planned to be much cheaper. It was originally planned to be um, take much less time, but it's blown out of both of those things. And I think a lot of the blame is. Yes, um, the Liberal government kind of said, oh, well, the NBN, we're proposing this new hybrid technology that'll give you, um, that'll still be quick enough for you to download two movies at once or anything, something like that, right? Yeah. Now, if you go to the average voter, which is, you know, middle-aged or so, middle-aged to boomer plus, that sounds like fast enough. That's good enough. Mm. Why does everyone need to download them, them goddamn movies? But the way the Labor government kind of, like advertise it and I remember I was listening to Hack when Kevin Rudd came on and started talking about it and stuff right he didn't sell it as like we would give you the capability to run a digital business from your garage no he didn't say that he was talking about oh you can download four movies at once you can do you can you know you can play games on this and all this stuff that if 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 the argu- it became like an emotional thing rather than something that actually had a yeah. practical benefit as well, and yep, I think it's yep. it it's so much as yes the liberals won but the, but labor lost as well, and I think that's the the shame is that um the the, the and and the the cherry on top was that you know the and the NBN company was actually set up as a holding company to kind of oversee everything, but then got saddled with trying to like staff up and and do the entire rollout and manage all of that when it wasn't really designed for that and they bought up um like optus's like kind of like aging uh cable networks mm-hmm. to uh, which uh, meant that you'd have what would have been technically capable of really high speeds but then once you know they started digging things out and looking at it they realized that a lot of it was actually unusable or re- in really bad condition yeah, so, it was just it was just an absolute mess. Like um, exactly. when they when they were organizing it, it's like you know they prop they promised all these fast speeds and all these amazing plans, but then yeah. when people got it, it was just a disaster. Like yeah, you know and people weren't is, getting the people speeds. Realize, it wasn't working. And, it was and people didn't realize the fact that the NBN they that was originally promised you know by the Labor government back then wasn't the NBN they were getting. It was like no. a shadow of it. It just had the same name, but the damage was already done. You already had the association in your head. So obviously you're gonna whenever you hear the word NBN, people just hate it, you know, roll their eyes, yeah. get really worried, they try to it, delay it as much as they can. But essentially the there's there's really only two types of NBN. There's the fiber all the way to your house and the mixed technology NBN, right? Yep. Now, if you're lucky, if you're in like a new estate or if you if you kind of had the cutoff, you would have fiber all the way to your house. So you'd technically, like if you go to Aussie Broadband and stuff right now, they, Aussie Broadband's doing like deals for like up to 250 megabits a second right now. And yep. then you can get further than that once they test the line in your house. Yeah. Like, because it, it is technically capable of faster speeds, but... Um, the rest of the country, which is the vast majority of people, actually ending up with the mixed technology. So, if you're lucky, you've only got to you've got fiber to the front door, and then basically yeah. copper to the inside of the house. That'll still give you that is technically capable of up to 100 megabits a second down. 
But if you're fiber to the node, it means your node could be a few hundred meters, maybe a kilometer or so And the away, rest is just copper cabling from that point. Which was put down in like the 50s and 60s. Yeah, which is it, the, it hasn't which is been stupid... changed. Like, like what, well, I was going to cut you oh. off at a, at a point there. Because yeah, yeah, tell me. From what I've been reading, because like at, at, at home currently, like I'm... Me personally, we're in the process of thinking of mi migrating to the NBN network. But the problem is, it's like if we do the current plan that we have, which is on still on ADSL, but it's absolutely amazing. Like if we go to the NBN, yeah. we're losing half that shit. It yeah. is ridiculous. Like it, yeah. the plans are obnoxiously stupid, and the, and the pricing for it. No, like I'm not going to pay ninety dollars for forty megs down and fifteen megs up. Like why? Yeah. That's just yeah. obnoxious. But what I was getting to is that you can actually, if certain companies allow it, I know with Telstra you can because I'm with Telstra, you can actually fill out a form and give it to them to tell them I want fiber to the house, the house or the premise and they will actually yeah. install it for you. But you have to go I through this like long list lengthy of... Lengthy process and stuff. It's a and, lengthy process, but you can, can get it done. And it can cost a lot. And it, it can, can cost a lot. So I remember, so the cost of getting like the NBN installed. So even from in front of your house to inside the house, that last bit of fiber that lasts 15, 20 meters can cost thousands of dollars. So that, yeah, that's it's the ridiculous. tricky part. It's ridiculous. Whereas it, under the original plan for the NBN, it would have been kind of absorbed in your taxes and your rates. You know, it would be paid for by taxes and you wouldn't, yes, you'd still be paying for it, but you wouldn't feel it the same way. Yeah. And that, that was a, that, yeah. that sounded like a smarter alternative to it. Like, you know, you, yeah. it wouldn't you wouldn't be paying out like this obnoxious amount of money and then paying more as we go along it would actually be taken out of your account slowly slowly over time as a as a sort of hex debt example of um tax yeah like it would be like a like sort you, of you pay your taxes it's kind of taken a bit out of that to put towards it you know yeah. like your roads and you know like like everything's kind of maintained in that way but hey i mean we can only hope like hopefully the future governments kind of smarten up and, and realize the fact that you know i mean the, the last the, the last few prime ministers have been absolutely lousy i'm not sh i'm not sure our country I mean, has any more I'll give it another week there'll be another one <laughs> there'll be another there'll be another prime yep. minister don't uh, worry that's how we another, do it in australia be another, there'll be another coup there'll be another takeover and then australia <laughs> another stab another, in the back yep another stab yep. in the back <laughs> and then the the worst well probably one of the other things is that makes it worse is the fact that like probably in another 10 to 15 years the houses that have had the mixed technology kind of system, they're probably going to have to have all their copper wire ripped out anyway because it just won't be able to keep up with the demands of like the yeah. internet going forward. You know, no, like, yeah, I mean... This is, this, yeah. is what, this is what someone told me. That's I, what I, makes me I, angry. Um, a friend of mine told me is that if you, if you take shortcuts, yes, it's the fast and easier and the cheaper alternative, but in the long run, you're paying more, more to get it fixed, replaced, and ma like maintained. Well, if you get yeah. the more expensive sort of, sort of instant sort of um, long trip uh, treatment, you're not only preparing yourself for the future endeavors that are going to hit you at some point, you're also setting up your foundation so you don't have to worry about like issues that come up. Like you've already got the system yeah. in place, ready to go. If pe if you have an issue, they come down, they fix it, simple. While with the hybrid mixture, it would just be a mixture of, hey, we're going to come down and fix it, but we're also going to give you like, I don't know, $250 tax because reason that, you know, you're running off an old cable that's been to, in there since yeah. the 60s or whatever. Yeah, and then that's the thing. And that's, 
that's it's annoying how that's holding us back. But yeah. you know what? We've talked enough about that. That's going to make yep. me even more angry. I really <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking about parliamentary tax offsets and stuff for that. Yeah, um, we just we just freaking went on a, uh, an interesting <laughs> tangent there. But uh, hey, you know what? If we're if we're passionate about this sort of stuff, we're passionate. We'll about get it. on simple. And uh, speaking about things costing too much, um, what do you think about the about two um, K games um, basically? releasing pricing for NBA 2K21 in terms of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions. Looks like they'll be priced at $69.99 US, um, which is about a $10 oh. increase over current generation games. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, do you think that's... Like, we don't know if other companies will follow suit, but given the fact that, um, you know, companies talk about how the cost of developing games has increased and things like that, like... Do you think it's fair to say that we'll see, you know, a price increase across the board going forward in the next generation? Um, look, personally, I, I first of all, next generation looks is shaping up to be absolutely amazing and fun and you know a joyride for a lot of people. But yeah. um, an issue that I want to sort of touch on in relation to this topic is when getting get buying games for console, whether it be um, like Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, or PlayStation Four, or next gen consoles in general. Buying it off the actual store or in person is expensive, like obnoxiously yeah. expensive. Like I barely see a game that's under under sixty dollars, unless it's yeah. like a massive sale at EB Games or JB Hi-Fi or you know Target yeah. and whatnot. Like, but the, they the really is, go like, underneath that price. Yeah. The retail, so the retail price for games in Australia for AAA games, you know, like full price games, is one hundred nineteen dollars and ninety five cents Australian. Yeah, you know, that is that is what you'd pay if you were to buy like you walked into EB Games or you bought it off the Xbox store with no discounts or anything, right? Yeah. Now, truth be told, whenever you do see a new game, frequently you'll see it like what seventy nine dollars, eighty nine dollars at JB Hi-Fi, Target, yep, Big yep. W, and stuff for that. Maybe even sixty nine dollars if you're lucky in some cases. But the thing is, like, if if the cost of games are going to go up, obviously those special prices aren't going to stay the same price. I think. Um, so yeah. do you think it's fair? Cause do you think, cause like what with inflation and things like that, you know, a hundred bucks now is not the same as a hundred bucks 10 years yeah, ago. Or 20 no, years ago, right? it really isn't like, it's, I don't know. Like that, that, that's one of the main reasons that puts me off from buying games. Like uh, that's also one of the main reasons why I try and like hunt for bargains. Like, you know, get yep. these two games for this one price. And it's like, all right, freaking, it's like $20 yep. a game. Let's do it or whatever. But that's why I don't really buy a lot of games anymore because it's like, they're, they're A, obnoxious, like they're obnoxiously priced, which annoys me <laughs> severely. Yep. B, um, you know, like the game is trying to, um, you know, contend to a niche audience, for example. Like, you know, a, a lot of yeah. people will like COD, but not a lot of people will like Fire Emblem Free Houses, for example. Although I do want to play that game. We'll go on to that another time. Um, yeah. But, like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Is that they're all, like, the... I feel the base price for most games will be roughly fifty nine ninety nine to maybe sixty nine ninety nine. Like that's just the base price, and then in it just America? increases. Yep. No, no, just not in, not in America. Like in Australia in general as well. Like I went into e um, JB ages ago when I was getting um, when I got my Nintendo Switch for my birthday with my mates because they bought it for me, which was awesome of them. But yeah. when I was looking at the games, I was like, yeah, I really want to get a game with it, but um. As I was looking, it was like oh sixty nine ninety nine upwards. I'm like bloody hell! 
But I the was, thing is, was, like, that is way cheaper than what Americans pay for their games. So yeah, it's like one like, of the few times we actually pay less than the rest of the world for a game or something. Yeah, I, I understand <laughs> that. But, like, I, I remember, like, I'm, I'm younger than you. Right? We'll just put it out there. I'm yeah. younger than you. But I grew up in the, in the video game era where there were games for, like, forty nine ninety nine, and they were amazing. Like, like, what happened to those prices? Why are people so scared to... Put, put their See, prices so high. I think those prices were not new release prices. Because if you... Because okay. I'm a little bit... Because I'm a, a few years older than you. So for me, I remember like in the 90s, like I remember getting Mario Kart 64 for yeah. 100 bucks at Harris Scarf. That was, that was the price of a cartridge, you know, and because that's just how much it cost to make them back then, right? Yeah. Now, obviously yeah. with CD games and DVDs, the cost of manufacturing and stuff came down a lot. But games were still at that high price point, like yeah. retail. Like I remember buying. Um, my parents bought me Rainbow Six Vegas on oh, PS3. Like it was like a, like just around launch. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a hundred. We paid hundred and twenty bucks for that. We paid retail for it at EB Games because that was before yep. I realized we you know price matching and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, like, you know, I I don't I don't know enough about the economics of game development. But personally, I think for me, I'm in a bit of a, I'm I'm in a lucky situation where I work full time. You know what I mean. So I'm a bit yeah, older. Yeah. I work full time, so I can afford the games, um, and I'm happy to pay. You know, like You're I'll, I'll be price. happy to pay a hundred bucks or something. Like I'll buy Destiny. Like I get it on the through Steam, so I don't get the discounts. I pay yeah. full price for it with Season Pass because I know the value I'm going to get out of it. But like, yeah, yeah. I think with console games. I think I think that's that's kind of like one of the exceptions there. I think for most yeah, games, I'm yeah. like you. I'll try to find the cheapest price, whether it's you know seventy nine here and there, or maybe this... buying it a few months later on sale. Yeah, no, I, I get you, but like this is this is the conundrum that I I try to figure out all the time because I, I I see it happen every time, and like there's a few questions that I've seen come up on the internet every so often. It's like, okay, get, games should have been more expensive back in the day when they had boxes and CDs and discs, like, you know, discs and all that. That makes mm. sense that the games were priced because, you know, you're you're not only paying to make the game, you're paying to put it on a CD, put it in a box and ship like a thousand, mm. two thousand millions of copies of that yeah. one game. That Plus makes sense. licensing to Nintendo it, and Yeah, like, like and licensing. Yeah, exactly. But because it's going online now, my conundrum is, why is it so, so much more expensive? Like, would it not be cheaper? Like, that's what I don't get. It's like, I think, it's online. It's more yeah. accessible. So why is yeah. it not cheaper? So I think the one thing to, to say to that is that, yes, the distribution of it might be cheaper, but the place where things really cost money is just how big games are. You know, we talked last yeah. week about yeah. how games are getting longer. Yes, they're getting longer, but even if they're not getting longer... There's just a lot more artwork, higher resolution textures. There's more, like more items. Back before, you could get away with like the same copy and pasted characters and stuff. Yeah. Now you've got to have so much variety, and you've got to develop for like you know the 4K version on the PS4 Pro, 1080 version on the PS4, and then you've got also like um, high quality audio now as well. So they take up yeah. a lot more cutscenes and things, and um. I think, and also to make a bigger game, like you, you've, I mean, I don't know if you've played, you've played Assassin's Creed, like you probably, you played The Division, oh, I've, I've, you know I've the credits the on I've that, I've played, right? yeah, yeah, So yeah. you know, you know the, the credits list on that is like 
as long as it's, a Metal Gear cutscene. It cut is scene. phenomenal. Yeah, it is <laughs> so a phenomenal. That's where I think the costs role. go in in terms of all that staffing, all those extra hours, all those you know computers, all those lights to be turned on and everything. I think that's um, yeah, uh, I think that's the thing. But like, what do you think about the idea of um, like? paying more for the game but then you know loot boxes not being as heavily pushed in the game uh, so you kind of like look, offset it do you think that's a good offset yeah okay look i i have a very strong negative like view on the whole loot box season pass dlc fiasco that's going on right now in the, in the <laughs> game industry i have a very yeah. strong negative view on that now I'm going to try and restrain it myself because it can get quite vocal but what i yeah. will say on it is in terms of like you know loot boxes in general, like like I I get if it was like a gacha, like you know what a gacha game is, like you know a game where you play it for a bit and then they give you mm. a box and it's like you got a chance of getting all this, like a, like a gacha game, like a gacha pawn or whatever. Yeah, um, so it, it, I understand gacha. I, so you can you can say it's like a game that kind of like you you it gives you just enough to tease you just enough to keep you going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But. Yep. In, in a sense, what does it remind you of? It reminds you of the pokies. It reminds you of gambling. So I feel that, you know, yeah, the legislature. It hits the same parts it. of the brain. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It gives you that hit of dopamine. And it's like, hey, hey, let's, let's keep going because, you know, the chance of getting it is this and this high. No, you're, yeah. just, you're just addicted to loot boxes. Simple. But, like, this, yeah. is what I, this is what I don't get. Like, I want to play. I want to buy. A, like I say, okay, let me, let me clarify. I want to buy. An $89 game that is complete. Not an $89 game that has the story and then all this other content that you have to pay $15 extra for. No, you can piss off. You can come into the main game so I can pay the full $89. I don't want to pay, you know, freaking $120 overall just to get a story about a side character I didn't care about, for example. So like. like I think Assassin's Creed 2 was one of the first games to really, really piss people off because the the way that game was structured was like you kind of looked through like a DNA sequence and there was like 1 to 15. But for some reason, like 12 and 13 were not in the main game. And you're yeah. like, what the hell happened here? And it was like all grayed out until the DLC came out and filled in those story pieces. And you're yeah. like, I, I remember a lot of people being angry about that, being like, what the fuck? Like, what have I paid for? Like, yeah. But I thought I was like buying my, a complete game and yeah. the DLC would be extra stuff, not stuff that should have been in the I game. I mean, mind you, I, I got Assassin's Creed 2 when it came as a bundle, so I can't really say much on that topic because yeah, when yeah. I got it, it was already in- integrated as part of the game. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. I'm talking like in, in the purpose of like um, Destiny 2, the Division, or not, not so much the Division because they had the main story and the main game were pretty much all there, pretty much ready to go. So I won't pick on a lot of Ubisoft's games because they actually do quite well in their game structure. Um, what's, a, what's, uh, uh, mainly like Destiny 2, I guess maybe we could, um, uh, I've, I'm, I'm losing my trail of thought so right now. What about stuff like Borderlands where there's like extra, st- like stories to fight through and things like extra uh, I mean, like, like- in, in terms of Borderlands, not, I, I wouldn't be too mad because it's like the main story is in game. Like there's, they're not cutting bits of it out because... You know they want to make it ex- like they want to expand upon it. No, they, they they purposely haven't put these pieces of story in because you know they actually want to make an entire like DLC or expansion on it. Like that's what they do. Yeah. And I, I in that situation I can understand. Like I love expansions. I see as an expansion being a massive chunk of content for a game 
that they couldn't yeah. put into the final product of the main game because they want to, you know, flesh it out a bit more. And like yeah. an example of this is Assassin's Creed Origin, right? Um, yeah. Originally, Odyssey was meant to be a DLC for it. So um, the main character would go to ancient Greece. But then they sort of stepped back and went, you know what? We could turn this whole DLC into a massive game. And they did. And it was amazing. Like yeah. it was um, it was obnoxiously long. Don't get me wrong. But it was <laughs> but amazing. It's an Assassin's Creed it's game. It's going to be long. It's its own saga. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. But in a situation like that, that's where I can give developers kudos because you're cutting a DLC away from the game and you've turned it into something so massive that yeah. it's earned its, like... I'm, I'm just going to say it. It's earned its stars and stripes, essentially. Yeah. Um, but in a game where they cut pieces of the content out solely just to make more money off it, I'm sorry, but there's a door. Like, I, I don't want to put up yeah. with that oh that was the game yeah. i was trying to think of the dragon like the dragon age um uh games they uh, did it they yeah, did okay. it they did it so often to those games it kind of ticked me off like they wouldn't explain a certain character it's like a couple characters story arcs in those games they would purposely design it for the dlc and it's like but why couldn't you at least give us a little bit more indication of what's going on well. like it, mass effect did. would have entire entire like like oh. playing it without DLC is a complete, yeah. like it completely changes the arc of different characters and stuff like that. Like I yeah. didn't play, like for example, I was going into um, Mass Effect Three without having played um, Shadow Broker, which is like the big DLC from yeah. Mass yeah. Effect Two, where you learnt a lot about Liara's transformation into, you know, your sidekick scientist into like a badass, like underground um. mafia boss. But and then you you play Mass Effect three and then you show up and, and you like hear this whole you thing hear that, nothing of it like it's just and completely then she just shows out, up like oh yeah I, I'm this I'm this boss like I'm I'm the shadow what? broker now it's and like, you're like what? what what who's that meant to no, be why does this the matter one, the one part of one DLC from that game that really ticked me off even though I really wanted to play it was it Leviathan oh, yes. that that was the one that ticked me off Revelations. the most like it that DLC introduced. So much, and also, um, like, why? It, it it gave so much context for the motivation for the creation of the the main antagonist in the game, and it's, and it's just yeah. like, and and also like, the From Ashes DLC, which was a pre order bonus, but you'd have yeah. to buy if you got the game later. Like yeah. that literally had a character who was a crucial a, part of the a story, crucial part of the story, and also, uh, like, like a resurrected person from the the pro like the the species that existed before the, pro, humanity, the you know I mean? yeah so yeah. like it's it's like if, and the thing is like the game would literally like you'd 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 want to use have that character in all the missions so you could hear their perspective about how things yeah. were back when yeah. they were alive like you know what i mean it's it's yeah like, like that was like I, that's what i, I didn't like that is that game. no what made it even worse was that the the DLC actually so in Mass Effect 3's campaign you had the Galaxy at War Command and Conquer map that you had to deal with yeah, and yeah. you can only deal deal with that in the multiplayer and certain things you did in the campaign oh, now, and also the, the bloody um and also like you had to watch the comic or you had to play the phone game or whatever yeah like oh, oh so I hated there was, that there was like five different aspects to that game to make to give you the perfect ending. The, the perfect ending. Like, and I, I still haven't finished that game. Like, even after all that stuff happened, Look, and I got it before to, I pre-ordered and everything. I just, I was just yeah. like, I, I, like, if you, okay, say you, you get it, you get 
Mass Effect trilogy for Christmas or whatever. You yeah. go into the game right now. If they hadn't, if EA hadn't re-released the edited, the you know the edited cuts of all the endings and reduced the the yeah, need yeah. for um getting all these points, the only way to have gotten the, the quote unquote best endings would have been to play a multiplayer mode that no one's playing right now, a phone oh, game, it's, it's a Italian phone dead. game that you can't get anymore, as well as in like a comic book that I don't even think you can buy anymore. So it was, no. it was a really Really stupid idea, I think. But this is what I was this is what I was getting at was that the DLCs were integral to that as well because they introduced like characters and creatures and armies and you know whatnot that yeah. made all the difference. And it's like, why? <laughs> why would you do this? Yes, it, it, I know. it, it drove people insane. And I, I yeah. can understand the flack that the game got because, in all honesty, I love the game. I finished it twice. I bought it twice, but yeah. it deserved the flack that it copped in the day because. It literally done goofed a lot of the major aspects that built the first two games. And it's time consuming. Yeah, exactly. You forced players to do specific things they didn't want to do. Why? Yeah. Why? Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. But but sorry, we're getting a little bit off topic now. So the um... the thing that kind of brought on the topic of loot boxes and as gambling again is that um, in the in the UK, so the, the the Parliament's upper house, so the House of Lords. As it is known, so the House of Lords gambling uh, gambling committee um, yep. did a study and 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 found that loot boxes uh, can can make video games into quote unquote games of chance, and that they should be regulated accordingly. So, if uh, this is one of the quotes from one of the uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 committee members was, if a product looks like gambling and feels like gambling, it should be regulated as gambling. Now. I agree with that. I think yeah. it does. I, I, like, agree, it, I agree as well. It is. It is like going to the pokies and pulling a slot. You know what I mean? When like, you get a like loot if, box. If you, if you go to a pokies, like as you're saying, yeah. you're sitting in front of a machine that maybe has like three dials that go down yeah. rapidly until they hit a number or you've got the spinny wheel. And you're literally yeah. just pulling a lever, hoping for the best, pulling a lever, hoping for the best. It's rinse yeah. and repeat, hoping to get a big and, payout. And, like people, and people like, uh, people buy, you know, their, their kids like, um, money so they can get cards in FIFA, you know, buy card oh, packs and for FIFA Ultimate Team and stuff for like that. Don't and even like, get that me literally, started, please. That is gambling, you know what I mean? It you're, is. You're, you're basically pressing a lever and you're hoping that you get the right mix of, uh, like, uh, icons so you get the, the jackpot, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. It, and the thing is, I think, yes, it may not be scientifically proven just yet, but there you could, like, you know, I, I would guess that there is a link between introducing children to gambling-like activities at a young age and, you know, that becoming problem gambling in the future because you, you probably... That that feeling of searching for that high you get when you get, you know, a prize or something, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. consistent with gambling. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I understand yeah. that. It's As we've as, as as been discussing, it's all about the risk-reward sort of situation. And, look, in all honesty, I, I understand that people want to get specific things like you know, a new skin in Apex Legends or a new player in mm. FIFA or, you know, a new bloody character model in Fortnite. But do you understand that you're sinking hundreds, thousands, nearly tens of thousands of dollars into a game to change a character's skin? I mean, yeah. if you're unlocking, say, you know, a DLC or, you know, maybe um, saving up points to get an expansion, yeah. yes, I can understand that. But 
why do you need that skin? <laughs> or why do you need but, that player? But e- e- even that, like, you know, I-, I don't begrudge someone who, you know, if you've got, like, say, you don't have the time to buy things like that. For a lot of people, games are that release. It's that alternate reality you can live at, you know? Yeah, yeah. I get that. I Like, I'm not going to necessarily, you know, I-, I get where you're coming from, but I'm not necessarily going to be against people doing that. But I think if, if I want to get something, just let me buy it from your store. Don't, make me don't make you buy or, or let me earn it don't like make me get like roll the dice and hope that i get it you know what uh, i mean yeah like i don't know i f- i f- i feel like they've just introduced a little bit of that like dungeons and dragons feel it's like here's a here's a, uh, a d20 dice roll it and hope for the best that's that's the thing that's the thing so yeah i mean i think you and i agree that loot boxes are a form of gambling and i think I think I agree that there should be a bit more oversight into to how oh, yeah. it's regulated. It, it um, needs and to I be think, regulated because uh, and, and, and look think, at the moment, yeah. I feel like it's just like it's just like in the last couple of years in general, it's just blown up. Like it used to be maybe yeah. only in Fortnite, maybe in one or two, one, like three games. I, I remember like Overwatch. Like I know had it a lot. Yeah, but I think it's because of Overwatch and because of Fortnite that it just became this pandemic. Like and an well, ultimate uh, team, I think as well. Pandemic. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's the thing. I, I that's why to. a lot of countries, like especially in the European Union, kind of agree that they were gambling. And now you've got yeah. companies like EA and stuff saying, you know what? Um, here are the odds of all your, you know, here's the likelihood of you getting this this type of card, that type of card, and an ultimate team pack. Yeah. I think yeah. that that's that's the steps that have been ha- that have taken. Uh, yeah. That have had to have been taken <laughs> for us uh, to get here. <laughs> take it. Take oh, your time. God, too many words. <laughs> exactly. Um, but look. Um, what I was going to say was like, you know, that honestly makes me appreciate the fact that we still have some decent single player games out there that we can enjoy. Yeah. And that, that's going to lead yeah. on to our next topic. Um, you want to, The Last of Us, yes. Who, I mean, that's, uh, you know what? Uh, One thing I will say before we talk about the main topic about Last of Us is that yeah. I think Naughty Dog has committed to not releasing any story DLC that is pertinent to the actual campaign. Yeah. So yeah. I think if it does release anything, it'll probably be for the multiplayer mode or it might be a standalone, you know, expansion in the future, which oh, for, I think is the certain. other way around it. Yeah, that's for certain. Because it takes, it does, it does take resources to make new content. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, it, of you know, course, it's, it's going to take, take time to record time. lines and everything. Yeah, you make need, new assets. You need assets voice artists. Stuff. You need actual three D artists and modelers and game designers and you know God yeah, knows what. Like a, exactly. a, an entire team just to do something. Yeah, and unfortunately, the reason why we're talking about the Last of Us, shitheads. Can I say? Can I do shitheads? Assholes. Shit, um, can we just dickheads? say um, salt salt shakers? Salt shakers. Does that make more sense? Uh, just say people who really need to take a fucking good look at themselves and realize that you're not making anything better. You're making things worse. Yeah. Laura Bailey the voice actress and the the motion actress for the the antagonist in the last of us part 2 i i, I would say Abby. protagonist and antagonist oh, because it's the kind game, of a main the, character right the, the adversary main character. To, yeah yeah the main character to ellie right uh, a lot of things happen in the game i haven't played the game i don't want any spoilers so I've, i haven't read I've, too much I've, about the story i've watched i've watched it so oh yeah you have seen the playthrough so obviously people are not happy with the depiction of uh, of abby uh, and not what happens to you know other characters in the game instead of you know talking about it on a discord and and you know discussing the pros and cons of the game and stuff they've resorted to sending death threats directly to the voice actress uh to um uh, laura bailey and to naughty dog uh naughty dog 
regarding these things in the game and, and not just now but even when the game leaked a few months ago Naughty Dog and Sony have come out to defend uh, Laura Bailey and to basically condone, condone the action pretty much is it condone or is it not, not condone condemn condemn, condemn the, the actions yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not condone we don't do no, that no 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 um, that's the wrong one <laughs> condemn the actions of a lot of people in, in the community you know the, the vocal minority you know you could say but it's just disappointing that you know after weeks of like hearing all these horror stories happening to people in the industry now we've got even more like like this okay, why can I, why like oh, okay can i can i so just like sort of take over for a sec here go for so, it man go um, for it last of us okay there were a yeah. lot of there, there was it's it's a very politically driven game okay like a yeah. lot of it is right yeah but you know what i don't give a shit i loved it yeah i love i loved the voice acting i love the character m- motivations i loved everything about it i can understand where some of the heated we'll say arguments and the minority you know hating from a point of view but in all honesty to go to such lengths to threaten the voice actress for the get one of the game's create like characters why are you so sweaty that you can't even get out of your own mum's basement just because of the fact you're bitching and, and complaining about an amazing game that this one of this, these amazing actresses has worked so hard to do like as i said i've watched an entire playthrough of the game yeah. so i can i can re- i can you know sort of express the actors did phenomenally to do oh, sure. voice acting and motion capture for a video game it is you, you freaking are difficult you, yeah you like, are you're, acting you you you're embodying that character you need to be in the mindset of that character you are acting it is a form of acting and in all honesty i have to give laura bailey kudos and credits in all forms of respect cuz her amongst yeah. the many alumni yeah. and crew of The Last of Us have done phenomenally well. Like they did amazingly well. And I don't care what like, like you know salty pricks or gamers and whatever out there say. This like this game was amazing. Like straight up. And you're meant like, to feel. I I had like heart wrenching emotions at certain points in the game. Probably and, one of the, the biggest forms of flattery as a creator would be that someone does have such an emotional reaction to something that you've created, but this is not the way for it to happen. This is not the way for it to manifest. No one needs to be threatened. No one needs to have, you know, yeah. fe- live in fear because of your opinion on a depiction of a character or a color of their skin or their sexual orientation or their gender or anything like that or wh- whatever they, it's just, it's just, yeah. come on, like, we have to be better than this. Yeah, you know like, I, I, mean? I don't like, get it. Have some respect for it's, these it's people. Our, it's like, this makes me wonder. It's like, are, are gamers and like most gamers, I'm not going to say yeah, exactly, all because, but it's not you all. know, if I say all, then that's just going to make everyone look like the antagonist. So I'm not going to say that. It's not all. It's a small minority of gamers and other toxic pricks out there who think that their voice matters. No, it doesn't. You yeah. are backwards thinking. Get out of that mindset. Honestly. We live, we live in an ever-changing world. The games industry alone changes almost every damn week. It is, like, it is like a constant evolution. There is a way of saying things, and there is a way of disagreeing, but this, like, threatening, going out of your way to be a, to be a fucking cunt of a human being, a shit, shit, piece of shit human being, yeah, I just, that I is not I'm, the way. I really don't that understand That is not it. the way that things should be 
uh, that you should act. No, like whatever happened, whatever happened to the days where you could say I disliked the game, but it was all right, you know? Like you, you, you actually respectfully voice your opinion about it. You don't go and say, "Oh, this game is sh- you know effing shit because effing character is effing this character and whatever." It's like, um. Excuse me? Like, wh- why do you have to say it in that tone? Like, where is the respect factor in this? Like, no, no one cares anymore. I think, unfortunately, like, those times, maybe maybe they never really existed. It was just that we might have just been surrounded by people who were a bit more, like, nuanced in their appreciation. Whereas a lot, maybe maybe nuanced, a lot of yeah, people were yeah. just like, oh, yeah. this is the way I like it. It's not like that. Fuck you. Fuck everything that isn't the way I want it to be. And uh, I think those people are just now, yeah. now they're older, they've got money, they've, they've got the internet, and now they're just blasting their opinion across to everyone. Yeah, they've they got the internet, that's enough said, because yeah, they can exactly. mask themselves. But you know what? Honestly. I, think, I think everyone knows, we here at Double Jump, we do not condone this behavior. And if, if you're the type of person who will do this behavior, or you have done it before, just fuck off. Don't be a part of our community. Don't support us. Whatever we don't care. We don't need you here. Yeah. You need to get out there and realize that sort you're your messing life with out. Yes, and maybe, sort- and maybe, um, maybe, maybe pick up that salt that you left on the ground. Yeah, like, you know, you know a little pile of salt that you've and just been put trailing. It, put along. it in a little container. You know, next time you, you get it, you get some and chips and macas or something, <laughs> and you complain that there's not enough salt in there. Instead of abusing the person at the counter, just pour it. Just get a little salt shaker, put that in there, and then just go on with your day. All right, just. Enjoy, enjoy it, right? yeah. Just, just anyway. enjoy it. Okay, you know what? Anyway, I think, I think, I think that's enough on that topic because <laughs> yeah, we got to move uh. on because I feel like we're gonna get, we're gonna go on forever with that topic and honestly, I think it, it should just be rested now. But just just quickly, once again, Laura, Laura Bailey, respect. Yeah, hundred percent. A report from uh, Bloomberg over in America um, saying that uh, several sources have have uh, pointed out that Apple has actually been cancelling. Uh, games that are in development as well as shifting its resources over to other games um, in light of uh, the you know in, in the wake of the launch of Apple Arcade which is Apple's game subs- subscription service for iPad OS and and you know and and Mac OS and things like that so basically what it what it sounds like is that um, if your game isn't holding on to subscribers uh, see you later <sighs> That's uh, yeah. It's scary. It is scary. I mean, we did talk about um, we did talk about gacha games and you know games that are designed to keep you hooked. But this is like, if this is true, if obviously this is still a rumor at the stage, if this is all true, like this is Look, very uh, very so shady. I when when the you know when smartphones first came around and stuff, I had a I had a nice little iPod Touch. You know the original metal backed iPod touches, right? Yep. And, you know, I used to love playing, you know, games on that, like Fruit Ninja and all that. Yeah, it was basically an iPhone iPhone without the phone part. Pretty much. Now, to remove titles from your store because it's not hooking players. Now, what's that saying to you? Like, you're... Okay, if you haven't looked at the store any time, like at any point today or in the next couple of days or whatever, you will notice something. They are full, and I mean absolutely full to the brim with these shitty made games that make no sense. They're just there because reasons, because they want to make money off you and whatever. Like, why? They've, they've literally inundated the stores with like a, a lot of these like um, 
I don't know, like Chinese made games, all these really crappy made games, like all these gacha games. It's like, it's the same thing. You're just remaking it over and over again in a different skin. Like, yeah. why? Here's a new license on the same yeah. un like underlying game. I mean, the, the funny thing is like that Harry Potter game, the, oh. the Niantic made oh. augmented reality Harry Potter game is Pokemon basically a reskin of Pokemon Go, which is a reskin of a game that the company already yeah. made a few years ago. Uh, even had like, I think a lot of people actually went the same locations on both games would trigger yep. events in the same way. Yeah, just, one had I, a Pokemon I, theme to it and one I was just like, like space why? aliens. Like, so, oh, I, I, I just don't know. My, my thoughts on this topic are just all over the place because I, I really don't get it. Like, You've made a store, okay? You've made a store location where, where developers can place their titles on and hope for people to download them and buy it. Now, okay, majority yep. of them are free to play, so I can understand if they're horrible or, you know, really good. It really depends on where you're going with it. But where, where I'm going with this is that there are people out, like there's developers out there, companies and tech companies and whatnot, um, that, you know, they've, they've got their livelihoods based on the fact that they sell their game on the store now you know this is mainly directed at the apple arcade titles so we're just going to mm. stay on that for the time being but honestly I, I just don't get it like why would you suddenly come out and say we're getting we're not you know we're getting rid of games that don't hook people well people get hooked for specific reasons you know they've got a little bit of time to kill let's play a gacha game or you know candy crush do people still play candy crush these days yeah, yeah, I'm Freaking, pretty sure that makes a lot Candy of money. Candy Crush is one of the first still. titles that came out on the bloody smartphone and it's still making money today. But, like, you, I, I get it, you can't contend with, like, games like that, but come on, honestly. you got to at least give some people leeway, or at least, at the very least, a chance. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't have much more to say on that because... And the thing is, like, and Apple's got so much money that I'm sure Apple can take a hit for a while until the service catches really, on, yeah. you know, kind of catches on, so... It's it's happened for some reason. It's still I'm a rumor at this stage. Thing. It's still a rumor at this stage. I really hope that it stays like that and that it's not confirmed yeah. that other people don't come forward, because yeah. it's really disappointing if it is true. You know, I, I really I really hope that it isn't true. So let's uh we'll hopefully we'll get an update later in the week, if not next week. Oh, um, yeah. on that story and um, huh, lastly maybe a, <laughs> maybe a bit more oh, of a positive. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, lastly for. A positive one? Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god, it is it is yes. possible. Good, Good things, things can, can happen. I would say one of gaming's like most recent success story success stories has been Discord. Starting off as a humble kind of alternative to Skype and TeamSpeak, you know, specifically made for gamers with low latency and, and free servers. And, and things like that. Like Discord really, you know, it's only about, f I think it's only oh, yeah, five it's, years it's, old. It's still fairly new. But the thing is, it's like such an integral part of gaming. It's good to see that Discord has had the chance to kind of grow. And what Discord's trying to do right now is actually moving away from just being a purely gaming uh, brand. So Discord has uh, kind of gone for a bit of a re reinvigoration of, in terms of brand and, and is now also openly kind of targeting people who are not yeah. gamers. Discord switched over its, its slogan to your place to talk. Um, it's taken away some of the gaming references when it's loading up in screens and things like that. Um, there are new server templates, you know, that are more geared towards product productivity and meetings and things like that. There's a better onboarding for new users who aren't familiar with how gaming interfaces work and things like that. Like, I, I don't, like, I'm worried that, 
you know, whenever sometimes things that are really good at something try to be a catch-all for everything else, sometimes it's like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. And then you just kind of see something that was really good yeah, with it yeah. away. It loses funding and then gets sold off to some company yeah. and then disappears. No, I really hope that doesn't happen to Discord. What do you think, man? Honestly, look, this is this is my point of view on it. So it, it, I, I really don't mind if how people take it. But I like, okay, let's just go back for a sec here. So Discord is building upon programs like what Ventrilo and other voice chats TeamSpeak couldn't do. Yep. TeamSpeak yep. couldn't do because they were all aimed at video gamers. Okay, a very yep. niche sort of aim. And people now, willing to pay. And people to willing to pay exactly. Now Discord has become something like i can't explain it it's become this nest okay we'll say it's a nest right it, it was aimed at gamers and then it was aimed at communities it, like for guilds for clans for meetings for team meetings you know developers and whatnot now it's it's it wants to grow even further now there is cause for concern for that because you know you're trying to aim your program or your software at more like more um, directed audiences now i can understand that it might work it might fail we never know but remember, yeah. they've got to remember that they base their platform off the fact that, you know, it's a place to go to, it's a place to talk, it's a place to chat, you know, talk shit, place, post memes um, and whatnot. It's a place to, you know, be, have fun in, you know, speak in and whatnot. Um, yeah. Now, with the whole sort of, you know, onboarding and server templates and, you know, place to talk, you know, look... That's that shows how a, a game, I say, a company evolves. You know, if they if they want to adapt to a specific situation, that's how you adapt to it. You know, you change certain things for it. you. Don't change the whole like program. You just change the way you're aiming it. So like, yeah. um, for companies and such, they had Skype. They had they have Zoom. Although I wouldn't trust Zoom because of the latest uh, technical breaches in that program or software. Um. But Discord is trying to do something that no other gaming voice chat has ever done before, and that is appealing to the masses, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And which, honestly, which, like, I, Skype, I give them luck. Skype was the de facto for so long. Yeah, like Skype went unchallenged for so long, but then, um, you know, as Ventrilo and TeamSpeak started coming out, Skype started losing its yeah. touch a bit more because yeah. it was like, uh, you know, it's, it's a voice chat, it's a video chat. Also, we introduced Skype meetings, you know, and yeah. then it came and, and with like, every computer. It's like, and, and being, okay, we get um, it. Like once, once Skype was bought by Microsoft, it, it really didn't see the innovation, like the updates that people were probably wanting. No, no, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I was, I was, I just visited my dad not that recently, and like he, he looked at me and he's like, "Hey, what's this program that just got randomly added to my computer? Is it a virus?" I'm like, "No, dad, that's Microsoft Edge." because <laughs> um, he was like where the hell did this come from i'm like well see <laughs> this is what happens that microsoft is updating a software platform that then people not don't really use and they're not updating stuff that you know they've completely forsaken they've just left it on the back burner yeah. so it's like they're really being selective in how they do it well with, yeah. with um uh discord they're not um you know they're not under contract by like microsoft and whatnot to follow they're doing their own yeah. thing and you know what kudos to them they they can do their own thing because if it means yeah. they get more attention to them awesome it means discord can yeah. continue to evolve and adapt yeah and that's the thing like um like like discord kind of started off as basically the the the, the, the folks behind it were making a, a like a mobile moba 
and that yeah. development didn't really go too well but um they kind of realized that there was limited options for people to chat and discuss tactics and stuff while playing a game like that um so yeah. it's funny how from that failure this really super successful things come out and and now that it has moved beyond just gaming like it has the potential to make things much easier for a lot of people especially during this time where communication is so important like skype i'm, I'm sorry but skype is too old it's just not very good oh, at it's, handling it's so 25th like um 2005 right? handling like, 20... big communication big groups and things like is, is 2005 a thing is that still a thing no okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he says it's speaking to someone off Spe- speaking to someone in off the corner off mic that's not there <laughs> <laughs> well I, mate I, I remember um like trying to convince my mates like back at what 2015 16 yeah, I'm trying to remember, I think about that time when it just started. I'm trying to convince some guys, can we let's use this thing? It's 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 free. It's really good. It's got less latency, and they just couldn't be bothered. They're happy to just use Teamspeak or Skype. And it's funny how now, like you wouldn't even think of those things. Like I don't, I don't yeah, even like, know the last time anyone's mentioned I, Teamspeak. Yeah, like I I don't I don't think the last time I used Teamspeak, like I, I never used Ventrilo because I always had difficulties using Ventrilo for some odd reason. But Teamspeak yeah. I haven't used for almost ten years now. Like yep. the last time I used it, and then we migrated to Skype, was when we were organizing our f- our very first Minecraft server. That was the wow. very last time I ever used it. And in, in all f- in all like respect and honesty to it, it was a good platform, but it had its issues. Um, that's why we went to Skype, and then we used Skype for such a long time, and then I stopped using it for personal reasons. I'm not going to get into it because that's a uh, uh yeah it's 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 a funky story um but yeah like what discord is doing is something interesting and i i want to see how it goes because this could Mm. actually be what makes it makes or breaks the transition in personally that's what i reckon because like with growth there's always the danger of it could fail or it could not but yeah honestly what makes me think that it will succeed is the fact that it is slowly slowly over time like gotten access to different communities to be a part of it and that's why yeah. i reckon they've suddenly decided let's jump boat and make it more accessible to other people that's what i personally think is what's happening because of the fact that they've taken yeah. a slow approach to it they've built up to it yeah exactly that's the thing no i agree it's it's opportunity there let's let's just see how it goes i really hope I really wish Discord well. I, I, I'm like, you know, a, a, a huge part of our community is based in Discord and it yeah. kind of makes, you know, call like us communicating with all of our fans and with each other that much easier, um, so much easier than things used to be. So definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing what happens next. That'll, uh, that'll do it for the news this week. Oh, that was, Gosh, that was, that was a quite we'll try a to hefty keep it short, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Goodness anyway. gracious. Oh. You know what? You know what is a positive thing is um, if we look at look at what what's come out of Double Jump uh, this past past Ooh, week. Yeah. So How's, we had a couple of awesome articles. So first of all, we had our latest multiplayer release, um, talking about the games that really don't or didn't need to be remastered. Um, oh, but, a, a juicy topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for for the folks at home, what was your uh, what was your um, your your choice for that one? 
Yeah, like I, I reckon when when I I read through it um once, uh, I think it was like two days ago now, and as I was yeah. going through it, I'm like, you know what? Honestly, now that you now that they mention that these games don't need to be remastered and whatnot, it is yeah. absolutely phenomenal how yeah. they they still stand to the test of time. Like it is ridiculous. I mean, like if you yeah. remaster it, okay, like don't go and mess it up, like. Don't go and yeah. ruin what was amazing and then, you know, slap on a DLC. Did, did you yes, have, I'm looking at you. Do you have something that you think shouldn't be uh, remastered or that shouldn't have been remastered? Oh, something that shouldn't be re- Honestly, like, n- no, not really. Although I do agree with who put it. Uh, Zach put it on, on the uh, multiplayer topic, Kingdom Hearts. I don't want yep. them to remaster it because... It, it's, it absolutely stands the test of time, no matter how old the game is. I mean, it came out on the bloody PS1, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, was it the PS1 no, or PS2, the PlayStation? PS2. PS2, PS2, PS2. there we go. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I was like, hang on a minute, it's not that old. <laughs> yeah, but like, game, like games like Kingdom Hearts or games like, you know, where is it? Um, like Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, that makes so much sense. You don't want to remaster classics that took the game industry by storm. You don't want to do that. It's a touchy subject, you know, because nostalgia is so fragile, I think. I think once you start messing with it, I think you're just going to lose a lot of people. And you have the, I think there's a, there's the danger of, um, I don't know, there's a danger of losing the people who first, like losing like the first impressions that people have of something. Yeah. And then, you, and then you're left with nothing but negative memories. <laughs> <laughs> you probably Look, don't want I, that. <laughs> I, a gr- the greatest example I can say, for example... Um, oh, my yeah. God, I just, I just put myself in a loop there. I'm sorry. Um, the greatest example I can give um, for a game that ne- that needed to be remastered was... Mm. Uh, I'm a big fan of this game series, the Resident Evil series. Resident Evil 2. Yep. My God. It was phenomenal. The, the remake, the remake of or the original? That, the, oh, the, the remake, I, yeah. I played the original and, you yeah. know, I enjoyed it, but I, I think I played the original at a time where games were getting more advanced and I wasn't liking the way certain games were back then. But when I played the remake, my God, I was enthralled by it. It was amazing. I finished mm. it at least three times and I'm probably going to do a fourth very soon because I want to wow. play it again. But wow. I, I loved it so much. I was like, damn, this game actually needed a remaster. It was that fantastic. Yeah, but I'm, so I'm, I'm going off on a different tangent now. I apologize. So that one, I think, really did benefit from it. Yeah, that, that's a game that really benefited from it. Like if, if like a game that didn't that doesn't need to be remastered, I think would be... It's, it's a bit of like, a difficult like, one. It's weird because like I, I do want to see some of this old content, but I, I think like it's funny because like, you know, a lot of the Destiny 1 content's coming back into Destiny 2, and I'm like... <laughs> You know what? Just let that, that 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 all happened. It's in the past. Let's just move on. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's probably one of them. Uh, yeah, that's a tricky one. <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, like the way they're doing it is like you know we're gonna reinvent Destiny Two in a certain way. It's like well, yeah. you're remaking Destiny Two, but that that's a whole different ball game in itself. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, and we also you know bringing it back to what we discussed earlier was um. Uh, Harry's review of The Last of Us Part 2. Now, I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep away from spoilers and things like that, so I haven't yep. had a chance to read through it all, but I do encourage all of you guys to have a read through it. Um, Harry's been with us for a little while now and d- 
definitely a a nice a very nice review of that so yeah um no no uh, salt intended definitely i will i will yes. say there, there is no salt it is a genuine respectful view on the game as a whole yeah. I, and that's and that's what you can expect from us here. You know, we we yeah. have a tremendous amount of respect for not only the effort put into the games, but also the time of our readers. You know, you guys re- taking the time out, and we do respect your intelligence. We don't want to boil things down to just you know just vulgarity and just anger and and just you know just pure emotion without any sort of nuance to it. Like we yeah, we want yeah. we treat you guys like adults. We treat you guys like intelligent people, and we want you to know that we respect your time. So please. Do um do read through the review and the multiplayer as well for that matter. Let us know what you think. You know we've got the comment section below. You can definitely let us know what you think, or feel free to shoot through a message on Facebook or even in, in the in the in our Discord because we want to know what you guys thinking as well. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Our content, exactly. our content is here for you, and we want to know what you guys think. But yeah, um, looking forward I mean- to this week. Yeah, well, I mean, like, besides that, like, we, you know, we're, we're branching out and doing a whole bunch of things as well. Like, you know, we, yeah. we don't only do, like, reviews on video games and multiplayer and all that jazz. Like, you yeah. know, we, we also have a streaming channel that we go to every couple of days, you know. Um, do we want to talk <laughs> about that, maybe? <laughs> yes, yes. You can find us on Twitch um, at DoubleJumpCo, one word. Or you can head over to DoubleJump.co slash Twitch and that'll take you to our Twitch page. If you haven't done so already... Please do follow us and do click on the little notification bell so you know when we go live. Um, but yes, uh, this week we've got a, a pretty good, uh, pretty full schedule. We've got um, myself doing another Destiny 2 stream on Wednesday night. Definitely yep. uh, love to play with the community. And Lucas, you, um, you know, you're 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 pretty pretty frequent. You're a regular on that. Yeah, I think. Uh, pretty yeah. pretty. I'm 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 regular <laughs> on that. Like I I like yeah. I love to join in and you know have some fun on Destiny because you know I don't play enough of Destiny because you know I'm not a Destiny nut like you and Tom are. But I still like to enjoy it with good company. Oh, I'm nowhere so. near what I think. I think Tom is bona fide. Like he's like a guardian, <laughs> like bona fide. I'm I'm like the yes. I'm like the casual guardian that gets pulled in when there's a, a fight that yep. needs to be settled. <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah. on, on that topic as well like i um i stream on the friday um evenings at, at about 9 nine thirty australian eastern standard time and you know what i i started a minecraft server like a, a hmm. week or so ago and man the amount of traffic that we've gotten for that has been phenomenal like holy people still crap. like minecraft man people people still yeah. like it People still and, like it. And, and, and we you got were like doing a bit of modded Minecraft, right? For a while? Yeah, we were doing a bit of modded Minecraft. But I, I I told Jake this and I stepped away from modded because it's not as accessible to the rest of the community. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I don't want to be a dick here and say, play modded because we want this. No, I want to appeal to the masses. So I, I made the decision to, yeah. let's go to vanilla. Let's have some fun together. Let's actually play a community server together. Um, and you know what? Honestly, we had like a maximum of eight players on the server, which was a phenomenal amount. I've never had that many pa- players on a server before without being like <laughs> bombed awesome. or killed. So I was really happy to see that turnout. And see, I've, that, I've already, I've already got some yeah. messages saying that people want to come back for it. I'm just yeah, like, that's, that's yeah, a, that's boy? a testament. That's a testament to the quality of our community. You know, you 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 folks at home, ones listening, um, uh, watching us on stream, reading our content, like you know. We really do appreciate the fact that you guys are there and you support us and you do want to be a part of what we're doing. So definitely, um, definitely do join 
join Christian, join Lucas on stream, join myself, um, and and join you know even Ben. I think um, so you you and Christian uh, potentially be doing another Jackbox party stream on Saturday evening, Eastern yeah. time again. Yeah. So um, yeah. the Jackbox stream will you know will typically happen on a Saturday evening, and that's mm-hmm. always been one of the biggest like community engagement streams for us. As, yeah, as it's a whole. made for it. It's made yep. for it. Like, you know, um, who was it? I, I just want to give kudos to, I think it was Nathan who brought up the idea of doing a Jackbox stream so long ago. And ever since yeah. then, we have kind just skyrocketed. Like, we have just <laughs> jumped. Like, I mean, we haven't jumped. We've bloody glided off the cliff and kept going. Like, yeah. I'm hoping to keep that momentum going. Like, And, as, and the, thing it, that it, the best part is that we have regulars. Oh, yeah, we have regulars as well. And that's what makes it even more fun. Um, the unfortunate thing is, is that, um, uh, poor, poor Christian, um, you know, he's not feeling too well. So, um, we've had to do a few replacement streams, but you know what, Christian, get well soon, buddy, because we miss you. We hope you're doing yeah. well. And, you know, yeah. we hope we, we, we want you. you back. We love you. We love you. And, we and love I'm you, sure buddy. Our, our community, <laughs> our community does too. So, and then to cap it off, we'll have a nice, normally a nice, the, the suave, sexy sensuous voice of oh, ben double is it double jump after dark <laughs> what uh, i don't know but it's after after noon <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh well i, I may have i may have uh, gone the wrong way sorry <laughs> oh no it's it's after 12 midday not midnight um yeah oh. he'll be playing hopefully some uh deadly premonition 2 the new game from the mind of Oh, I don't know if Swery is behind this one, but it's definitely influenced by Swery, who was the creator of the director of the first game, which is kind of like a like, you know how there's like A grade movies and B grade movies. Like this was yep. a B grade game through and through. It had a lot a lot of rough edges and stuff, but it was just so like, so committed to its bit and so yep. charming that it, it became a cult favorite. So it's good to see that there's a there's a second one out. Yeah. Um, uh, well, look, this week. honestly, and yeah, Ben will be playing that in the afternoon. Honestly, whenever I drop like Ben's stream, and when he talks, it's just like, oh, please speak more. Your voice is oh. like soothing. It's so soothing. <laughs> just, I love just, it. Just, I, I just want Ben to, if we ever have like official <laughs> Double Jump audio books, we need to have Ben. We're going to get Ben like, We to need to it. like make sure he narrates everything. M- I just want everything you, that ben. happens in my day. Ben, you did, you, you, do well, you do well, buddy. We love your voice. You're absolutely <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Keep it For up, sure. buddy. <laughs> and speaking of amazing voices, we want to hear your voice. Please um, send us an email, podcast at doublejump.co. Tell us what you think about the topics that we discuss every week. And I think um, probably the main discussion this week has been about um, the idea of you know the value of games right now, the cost of games, mm. The, yeah. the cost of development and and the price, like the real price of loot boxes and 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 how they affect the way you approach a game and how much money you spend on it. So, I think just keep it simple. What do you guys think about the idea of game prices increasing? Would that change your buying habits? A lot of people hold that for sales, or they sometimes take advantage of pre-order offers where things are a bit cheaper. You know. What do you guys think? How are you guys going to approach it? Are you for it? Are you against it? Can you see a way around it? Please do let us know with an email to podcast at doublejump.co. 
Lucas, I think that's going to do it for a, another episode. Thank you so much for yeah. joining me this week. Oh, no, it was, it was a H- pleasure. Hope you, hope you had fun. Absol- absolute pleasure. No, like, as, as I um I briefly mentioned to you before the podcast went ahead, is that, um you know, I've never done a podcast before, but, man, when, when you keep going, like, when you go ahead with it, you know, you just get you just get into it. Like, you just get into the topics that I discuss, and you just, you know, it just, you know, it's, I'm losing words here. I can't even speak right now. <laughs> um, you just snowball. <laughs> like, you go from one topic to the next, and you just keep going. And you know what? Honestly, I managed to get find my footing and hopefully, you know, did well. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, mate. You um, definitely always uh, a fun sight and a fun uh, voice to hear and see on our stream. So, it, obviously, it's a natural fit for you to be on the podcast. So, um, oh. Christian... We know you're not feeling well. We hope you get well soon. Um, but Lucas, you know you're welcome anytime to uh, join us on the podcast and on stream. Now, Lucas, if people do want to find you, um, they can find you on Twitter at Zlandra. So that's Z double E L A N D R A seven six eight on Twitter, and you'll see him uh, as Lux on our various uh, Discord kind of communities and online uh, kind of yep. gaming profiles as well so definitely do check out lucas lux is the name my name is lux lux is me say hi to mr lux sorry (laughs) (laughs) i just had to introduce that hey man there's Um, a certain hashtag that we won't mention here follow (laughs) you can follow mr abia chadhari i'm sorry i i I butchered it completely chodhari on twitter you should be able to find him Hopefully, very simply, I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, right? We, I, we're I inclusive. It completely. We are an inclusive um, community here at Double Jump, and of course, yeah. we we will run into issues where we are trying to pronounce names from different cultures and stuff. And you know what? Oh, um, the best yeah. thing to do is just to own it and try your best, and just yeah. learn. In my and we'll position. Get in my position, I'm up front with people. I can't, I can't remember names for <laughs> shit, so I'm just gonna call you Mr. Face. So how do I? So is your? How do I pronounce your surname? Is it Gogus? Gogus? Gogo? Okay. S- simple as this. If you want to pronounce my surname, think of Sonic the Hedgehog saying "Gotta go fast," but instead of saying "Gotta go fast," you gotta say "Gotta go go." Gotta go. That go, made go. no sense. That made no sense. But you, you gotta got to go, sort of go. get the gist. Gotta go go. Gotta go go. All right. Yeah. I'll. Uh... <laughs> right. now see you see it goes both ways right it goes both ways yeah um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh guys. and oh my god uh i think that i think that's a cue that we need to wrap things yep. up and uh let our audience breathe <laughs> Give their so ears a rest. this is a lengthy podcast <laughs> Uh, so everyone, if you did like what you heard t- today, make sure that you sub- subscribe to Double Jump Radio wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts. You know, wherever you listen to your podcast, please do give us a follow or a subscribe and tell us what you think. And if you uh, do, if you do want to help support us, um, you know, the show, the site, our streams, it's all made possible thanks to the generous donations of our patrons at Patreon. If you guys want to follow us and see us grow, definitely follow us where you f- wherever you find our podcasts, subscribe to us, watch our streams, share our content, consider becoming a patron, patron on Patreon. You can go to doublejump.co slash Patreon to become a uh, patron of the site. Um, if you do want to see the community grow, 
be a part of it tell your friends and you know make make everyone feel welcome we want we want you guys to enjoy your time with us and we we love having you all here and we really yeah. appreciate it yeah don't we that that's the idea of us is to you know include the, the community with us you know you're coming mm. along for the journey you're not being left behind exactly exactly so everyone until next time look out for one another see ya bye bye